Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk Game of Thrones over breakfast. I'm, I don't know what voice I'm trying to do. Sounds like I you think have it COPD. fails on all levels. <laughs> I kind of. I Welcome I kinda, to Thrones and Scones. When you first when you first started, I thought you were doing like almost like an NPR kind of whispery. Oh, you know, wait, wait! Type. Don't tell me what's this episode called? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now. <laughs> His watches ended. <laughs> Season three, episode four. You know the thing. We're, it's Tony, Hans, Jeremy. We have scones. We're talking Game of Thrones. I think at this point, you know. Who is skipping our eight-second intro? I think you've, you know, we've hammered it into you enough. Uh, welcome, friends, back to this lovely Thursday. Would you guys like a little wiki action? Always. Yeah. Lay it on wiki, me. Wiki, 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 wiki. Will someone lay down a beat? Hans. Jeremy. <laughs> Drop it. Drop it like it's hot. I don't have beats. The Night's Watch takes stock. Varys meets his better. Yo, Arya is taken to the commander of the Brotherhood, and Danny exchanges a chain for a whip. I like it. That is all. It was a rough beat, but the rap was good. Yeah, I can't wait until we because we, you know, we're we're skyped in right now. We live across the Midwest from each other, and so there is a slight delay that will get fixed. So maybe it'll line up perfectly, or maybe it will just be terrible. Who's to say? Uh, for the time being, though, and now his watch is ended. What a great episode. Yeah, this was good. So much happens. We didn't really cover this as much yesterday when we were talking, uh, but, you know, the kind of the, the, the cliffhanger part for Daenerys, as she says, I'm going to I'm gonna buy my army, and, and the slave master's like, slut, you can't afford a hundred of these men. You know, he calls her a slut, I think, like, over 20 times yeah, in that or episode. Or whore. Some, yeah. some, some form. Something of that, like yeah. that. It's pretty crazy. Um, and she's, she's like, no, you can have one of my dragons. And, again, I think we talk a little bit about it that no one really believes her. But this is just the coolest way to kind of uh, see this kind of conclude. Uh, it was my probably my second favorite part of the show. I, I like the, the, the end for the Night's Watch as well. So. Oh, really? Okay. The, over the Daenerys thing. Yeah. It See, that is. Me. Yeah. That's. You love everything with Daenerys. No, I um, said. I, I like Daenerys a lot, but I. I if she I would have been topless, it would have been a different scene. story. For right. Sure. Right. Or if, like, the dragon fire were to burn her clothing off of her completely, definitely sure. would have been into it. I mean, are you guys telling me that you did not feel just this innate attraction as she's speaking Valyrian? I don't know the words, but you know she's just off in tongues, and she's go out and she's she. You speak for lady, eh? Man, mira, mira, me say, la ulga. Like, you, are you telling me that that just didn't didn't do it for you? This is my talking all the way up through everything we've seen, season seven. This is my favorite Daenerys scene. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, so. It good. is. Even even not expecting that she was actually going to give away Drogon. Like the way that it turns, the the badass speech that she plays that sometimes feels out of place or you know a little too much for the moment. It was perfect here. Mm-hmm. Um, she she wins over everyone. She does it her way. She does it in a way that her advisors aren't even expecting. It's flawless. So yeah. it's it's fierce, girl. It's fierce. It's fierce. <laughs> Me too movement, bitches. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. It was a it was a cool scene. Um, the whole turning on the leaders, the whole rally cry for you know saving the slaves. Uh, it was 
I don't know. It was an enjoyable part. <laughs> Do you think there's that one unsullied when she's like, uh, she's like, if any man wishes to go, he will, and no one will, will harm him. Will you fight for me as free men? And then there's just one unsullied in the back. Could you have maybe said this before they cut off my nipple? <laughs> 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 oh, I just keep waiting you know how they have all their names. I give it to them. One gets them to come up. What is your name? My name is One Nipple. <laughs> you were there for my naming. <laughs> you were there. This this one is pleased to serve you, Your Grace. Uh, they call me Lefty sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, Daenerys. This is we got some dope scenes for her. I don't mean to take away from from other stuff in the episode um, because a lot does happen. Yeah, that one guy lost his his nipple. Uh, Jamie lost his hand, Jamie lost and his then hand, yeah. he proceeds to open up this episode by just falling into a pile of shit. And uh, I think even in today's modern medical world, that would be a terrible thing to do. Yeah, with a uh, talking in in medieval open, times here. Whew, that's got to be rough. Let's be honest; people get amputated all the time in this, and not nearly enough of them die quickly enough from septic wounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but see, here's the thing. Then when something like Cal Drogo happens, where maybe that is how it would play out, this little cut turns into this big thing, we criticize it. It's true. It's true. I but did, I thought we were saying like that 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 probably wasn't going to be a bad wound, and then the witch causes it to be worse. Yeah, I I, I, I know. I was just playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, was playing yeah. devil's advocate. A just saying. I, I, think, I think it was an excellent point. Though. A little bit of horse feces, you know, on a freshly amputated wound, completely cool. Yeah. I think there, if there's if there's anything we've learned uh, from our show so far is that uh, we 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 can be happy with nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're here for complaining, and my gosh, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Um, I got to apologize. I have to apologize so much, uh, Hans. I said I think in our season one review, um, I was really trying to be insightful and. Uh, you know, claimed that Joffrey was a was a psychopath, and he's he's really the only one we get to see in this series. And Hans corrected me, and my God, are you are you so five thousand percent correct, <laughs> guys? Who would have seen it? Our our shining knight in white armor, rescuing Theon from these terrible people. He is the terrible people. What? <laughs> we get what? um yeah. We still don't know. Theon still doesn't know who he is. So the mystery yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Ramsey making his play there, turning yeah. things around. What? So my question with this, and I just, even in my notes, my question is, I, I get that he's a psychopath, yeah. and that is why. But still, like, why is he doing it? Like, does he really, is he really just this bored that he, that he has nothing better to do than I, I think so. elaborate, ridiculous torture? I suppose, I mean, their house... Root and stem is pretty messed up, and we'll start to see why and how later on. But yeah. you kind of just get like this this house that's rooted in this ancient tradition. I mean, their their symbol is literally flaying people, which is skinning them alive. Yeah. And then you're you're a bastard of this house, meaning you're not allowed to do any of the noble stuff, but you've got all the resources. Yeah. <laughs> and here you are, just left to your own endeavors, and you're a psychopath. What else are you gonna do besides? kill a bunch of your own men just to trick this hostage of yours into having about 30 minutes of happiness and revelation which by the way it's too early and this just goes to show the great writing that they're doing it's too early to feel sorry for theon why am i yeah 
like we, we never really get to feel a sense of at least for me a sense of like satisfaction about what he's going through like i always just it, it goes from hating him to kind of feeling bad for him yeah i think because it just like takes such a turn right i mean he's 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 just the worst but then like how like what ramsey does to him is just so far beyond terrible mm-hmm. that it's like you know you feel for i don't i'd almost think you feel sorry for anybody in that situation i was just trying to remember for you know when he takes when the sister tells him you know to leave how quick that how is it the next day he's captured or is it that same day it's not that same day okay i was trying Again, to remember yeah timelines are rough but yeah it's, yeah it's not the same day and he does i think another thing too where you start to feel for him uh a little bit aside from just the shit he's going through again a, uh, a, an ode to the writing is this is where he and i got like i definitely like uh like this moment a lot where he does say something i think i don't know if ramsey brings up his his dad or whatever um and theon says my real father lost his head in king's landing mm-hmm. so and he says i made a choice and i made it wrong and kind of admitting all his stuff and yeah and with that all is forgiven no but yeah it's like i don't forgive him but it's hard for me to like you got to think the hate we're going to see for care uh, from theon from some other characters down the road it's also going off the fact that he didn't kill brandon rickon or that he did kill brandon rickon when we know he didn't right and so maybe that's why it's a little easier for us to kind of backpedal a little bit but he's still one of the big pillars of why everything happened with rob and all that mm-hmm. yeah you know, definitely it, it derailed that really hard and do he you, should be held to count yeah, for that for sure for sure do you think he would have killed uh brandon rickon if he would have caught him i think he even says he wouldn't i think he says you know they're going to be punished uh, but i wouldn't it's, it's so easy to say that though i think that that's think the darkest we've seen theon and i wouldn't have put it out of the realm of possibility sure i, I don't know, know though i don't know but he doesn't even kill the kids, right? He doesn't kill them. He, no, he makes someone do it, but right, he can make someone kill Brian yeah, Rickon. Yeah. True, true. Uh, All right, let. I mean, the cut that matters—the gash between Varys's legs—we ah. finally get the full story. Yes, from the man himself. Finally, this was an. Uh, I really liked this scene a lot. It's. It's. I think Varys opening up. Varys really showing his uh, friendship to Tyrion in a weird way. It's a cool scene. Gets a little fucked up pretty quick, though. <laughs> he uh, so he basically he basically tells that he gets a, for the for anyone who didn't just watch the episode. He basically his story starts that he got a paralytic or he's paralyzed, but can feel everything. Everything. Uh, and then we get a absolute not that we already knew, but now we get an absolute confirmation from the man himself that mm-hmm. the root and stem are gone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then he talks about hearing the voice from the flames, and you get a little bit more uh, in, or you get a little bit more uh, about magic here and how it plays in the world and everything. Uh, again, uh, bringing more light—no pun intended—to the fact that this uh, Lord of Light really does seem to be the the real god, the or at least god. a yep. real god mm-hmm. that does yeah, have yeah. power in this world. Uh, and then after he talks about how the sorcerer did all this stuff, he opens this box and he's fucking got the sorcerer <laughs> and he's got, got his mouth all sewn shut and everything. It's pretty messed up. I like I, how Tyrion looks in the box and goes, 
the sorcerer. Like he has any idea like who this guy is. Yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> that was weird. And I, I thought when watching that part, I was like, is he prying open his desk? Like, is it his desk? <laughs> and this from, guy has been in his desk for it. like, you know, I'm like, dude, that's messed up. You're like, every day you're like doing some work on my desk, knock on it. Hey guy, you doing okay down there? Yeah. Fuck you. My generals. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my Lord Hand, thank you so much for coming. You're just in time to help me assemble this Uftivavin with these Allen wrenches. Thank you. Do not over tighten. And you get a little bit of a you get a little bit of a dark. So Varys has been a little shady here and there, you know, you know, he's always playing his game and stuff, but definitely get a little bit darker side of Varys here, which I, I don't think yeah. we've seen. I don't remember liking his character as much early on as I am this watch through. Definitely yeah. the same. Same for me. I I don't He's really enjoyable. remember liking his character very much at all. Really thinking he was that notable, or but uh, yeah, I found myself very interested in his in his character this time around. On the converse end to that, somebody who I'm just finding easier and easier to hate, although respecting the character, is is Tywin Lannister. We get to see Tywin Lannister. He's been cold to Tyrion. He's been slightly cold to Jaime. Um, Cersei included. She basically gets just as cold of a shoulder as Tyrion does. Yeah. Uh, in this in this interesting little scene here where he's basically, oh yes, she's my daughter, she's the queen, but right now she's just a waste of my time. What do you want? Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, sh- he, shuts her, he shuts her down, too. That was good. And then I like Cersei's uh, response. Uh, he basically says, you know, you've been letting Joffrey do whatever the hell he wants. Like, just you know, tearing the kingdom apart or whatever. And Cersei's like, perhaps you should try stopping him from doing what he wants. And Tywin just says, I will. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of a badass moment. We got a uh, far too little and too much happened after it that I kind of overshadowed it. Rest in peace, Jorah Mormont. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, rest in peace is Craster. He can yeah. not care about him. It was nice. That That, that was rewarding. Although things get out, way out of hand quite quickly. Yeah. Kras- Craster's R.I.S. Rest in shit. <laughs> Rest in pig shit. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and then Sam and Gilly and the and the baby, right? Isn't that? Yeah. yeah. Don't they was... leave that part, or, or they leave that night, or they, they do? Yeah, they yeah. leave right away. Sam yeah. gets Tilly and the baby. I I was really disappointed it, that Gr moment. So I know it wasn't super early. We've we've. We've got a good bit of uh, the Night's Watch. We've got a good bit of, of Jor Mormont. But mm. I was disappointed to see him go. I wanted to see more. I really enjoyed that character. Yeah, I agree there. I wanted to see him kill more people. Yeah. Well, he didn't uh, He didn't even get to kill uh, Rast. No, he just held him there for a little bit and then choked on his own blood. And I feel like I remember Rast. I remember some scenes that we've had before. But really, have they made... Carl Tanner out to be a character until now? Like, he's he's all of a sudden this ringleader of this takeover, and I don't really recognize his face. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I was kind of lost at those characters, too. Again, they can't introduce everybody, uh, I suppose. Any, any more real notable stuff about... And I kind of already touched on it, which is why I'm not bringing too much light on it. Uh, my least favorite part of this episode is Marjorie is good at this game but like most people she's not as good as she thinks she is and right now she feels and she exudes like she's untouchable how yeah. does it take so long for someone to call her on it like we don't get to see you know her her just desserts come around for so long um and it just seems like it would it would come to play earlier yeah and i i guess i'm a little like 
I'm a little confused at the confidence that they hold in what they're trying to do and why like it's really all Loras who fucks up everything up and we we can get to that I'm getting a little ahead of myself but because the whole plan uh, which we get introduced into this story is Marjorie and Sansa talk Marjorie um, talk discusses with Sansa about marrying Loras which is basically like Sansa's dream right yeah and uh, <coughs> and that whole plan and you think it's going to be really good but they're just kind of like they gotta know that people they're in King's Landing. Like they gotta know people are gonna figure this out or find this out. Like why even talk about it this early? Or why even right. start like getting spreading the word so early? Wait until things are actually done and she's in a place where she can make decisions, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed and the, a little And the politics of the marriages really don't help her family, right? I mean I'm talking for for Marjorie's family. It doesn't make sense. Why would you have your brother marry into the uh, the traitor's family? I, I I didn't understand that. Sure, it helps just as much as it would have helped Joffrey. It, you know, if Rob dies, it secures the North. For yeah, you. that's what it's all about. Really, you think that was well, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, Sansa's uh, at, at least under their understanding right now. Sansa's the heir to Winterfell. To everything. Right yep. And that's I mean that goes. That's what the Boltons exploit down the road too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anything else big from uh, episode four? Oh uh, yeah, his yeah. watch has ended. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we meet the rest of the Brotherhood without banners. And sweet, true. There we get to see uh, Beric Dondarrion, new actor, I believe, from the one time we see him previously. And uh, yeah, he's he's lost an eye. <laughs> yeah, he uh, going toe to toe with that. Some good moments there. Some really good. Uh, talks Arya kind of gets to confront the hound a little bit again it's about to get badass but it's yeah. it's setting it up pretty cool yeah anyway. yeah we get we get the setup uh and then juggly free episode we go we talk the good we talk the bad yeah unfortunately no jugglies so no juggly action here uh we do get to see a little feel good in the sense that Brienne and Jamie are kind of building this rapport mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's as close as my heart got to being warmed by a sweet bosom or a or a nice ball forward man, so <laughs> that's what we got. Um, we also do have scones, and uh, today because I think I was just such a mess, I didn't even say. Well, say we didn't have the topic. Who's, who's I cooked today? Oh, that's right. I mean, I didn't do it today, well, but why I, don't you tell me about this sweet scone that you made? So I made a pecan sage scone. Savory, nice. And uh, yeah, well, it's it's kind of savory. You'll have to check out the picture on Instagram. It's pretty good. Nice. Nice. Good. You know, I, I think we're out of time, unfortunately. I'd, I'd love to get more into the process and everything, like the, the building blocks of the scones. But for now, I'll just say that you can always find more from us, thronesandscones.com. You, know, you can hit up our social media and listen in as we return tomorrow to end our week and get halfway through with uh, episode five of season three. My good friends, are you down with GOT? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, know me. me. It is. I don't bake ever. Like, I cook a lot, but I don't really bake much. I forget yeah. how much more of a mess it makes in your kitchen. Yeah, we don't We don't bake at all. I, it's funny. We don't, uh, we just don't use, I'll cook, I'll cook here and there, but we just don't use the oven for anything. Oh, really? Just oh, a lot see, of, we uh, cook a lot. A lot of stovetop, a lot of. Yeah, a lot of kind of sucks. A lot of pizza pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? So I know that people like to do like pizza, obviously, and then sure. I've heard chicken nuggets on the pizza pizzazz. Yeah. Oh, anything. Anything. I'll it's throw amazing anything on that on that sucker. Really? Yeah. Eggs. Anything. 
eggs? Not, I don't. I don't do eggs. No. Anything you would. Anything you would put in like uh, the oven. Yeah. So we in college we would use it and make like omelets on it. Weird. That's interesting. I have not like tried. huge omelets. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to use the entire pizza or you know pizza pan, but yeah. Because you can cook the bottom or the top, you know. So you just use the bottom, make it. It's essentially making it a skillet and then cooking. Do you guys know what I finally got to have the other day? What's that? Motherfucking nacho fries. Oh, nice. <sighs> they back, baby. And I was right. I looked it up. There was never a burrito with the fries in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I totally lied. About I just feel that. like which I I it was definitely believable because they should have done it right. I they should have done. They should have done. I just feel like if they would have, I would I would have known. I felt like, and this could have just been the, you know, that Taco Bell that day. Uh, they were way less seasoned than they were in the past. Interesting. I kind of like that though. Sometimes they get a little heavy on that seasoning, and I, I, uh, I think the cheese is enough for me that I don't need the heavy, heavy seasoning. I want it there, but I don't need them just to be packed with seasoning because I'm gonna dip it in that cheese anyway. Agreed. Agreed. They were good. They were solid. Uh, but I did find out again, it's another limited run. God damn it. Just. Bullshit. Okay, yeah, I first of all, do it for. First of all, talk about get your get your shit together. <laughs> Again, my favorite restaurant, uh, and I sure. say restaurant, not fast food place. <laughs> it's my favorite sit yeah. down restaurant. Sure. <laughs> sit down restaurant. Uh, <laughs> when you yeah, if you ever if you ever propose, you'll take Jenna's dad to Taco Bell <laughs> to talk it over. Yeah, uh, we're here today to bring us together but, for this but, magical moment. I, I just want to throw this out there again. Taco Bell, I'm free for any consulting work. Uh, I've got ideas, okay? I've yep. I've even made some of the, those ideas come to fruition through uh, just mostly constant harassment <laughs> at your restaurants, getting these people to make what I want. They're missing the the obvious, and they've been missing it a long time. And it's you not hard. Me. They have the materials. Um, they have the cheesy gordita crunch, which, again, my all-time favorite food. Uh, get it with steak, by the way. Excellent. It's worth it's worth the upcharge, uh, every penny. <laughs> Thirty nine cents or something. Sometimes I want just like I want just a tad more delicious calories and fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? on the cheesy gordita crunch. I want it to be just a little worse for me. Okay, uh, hard to do. And it's obvious, and they just don't do it. But I've had it once. I've got a lot of pushback from these employees, I will say, so I'm not happy about that. <laughs> the cheesy chalupa crunch, okay? It's the same thing as the cheesy gordita crunch, but instead of the gordita shell, which is basically just, uh, you know, an unfried chalupa shell, okay? Yeah. Uh, it's it's the same thing. You just you just plop that gordita shell, make that make the chalupa shell, sprinkle a little cheese, stick your taco right in there. It's excellent. Ooh. But you've only gotten them to do it one time. I've gotten them to, yeah, uh, maybe twice. I get a lot of this pushback of like it doesn't work with the chalupa shell or something, and I'm I'm thinking they just don't want to make it or they don't know how to put it into the computer or what have you. But I have in fact had it made, and it was a beautiful thing. So you could just take you could buy a chalupa and a taco. That's what I've yeah I've done that also. Uh, also did the not as good as you may expect. Do you remember the quesalupa? I do. It was like the the it was the uh, it was basically a chalupa, but it had sh- cheese baked into the shell, or like cheese like implanted into the shell itself. So it was like a little quesadilla as a shell. 
but it yeah. was also fried on like a on like a quesadilla. So it was it was pretty bad for you. I uh, also did what I called the cheesy quesalupa crunch. <laughs> so it was then basically a cheesy gordita crunch, except for a gordita instead of a gordita shell. It was the quesalupa shell. And I had to sell. I had to make that one myself. I couldn't get anyone to do that one. <laughs> that was a, when, that that you don't need to bring that one back. <laughs> yeah, or you don't need to you don't need to make that one. I just picture you in a parking lot, like waiting, looking inside, waiting until there's not a line, and then just being like, "All right, I got five minutes." And you go in and you like wedge the door so no one can open it, and you go and you walk out of the counter, and you're like, "All right." Here's what's up. Here's, here's what's l- gonna happen. You yeah. slide Let me tell you, a piece my, of paper across the desk. Yeah. My mother is happen. dying right now, and all she wants. <laughs> and they still turn you down. And I'm not saying you gotta permanently put it on the menu. I wouldn't order it all the time. The cheesy gordita crunch, I agree, is the staple. It is better, but throw for a limited run, throw that cheesy chalupa crunch out there. You got the materials. All you gotta do is just put it in writing. Since you're a fan yeah. of the fries so much, would you want some sort fries. of taco uh, concoction for that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I can 100%. speak for certainty because I already know that like the loaded potato griller thing is so good. Like if you were to just replace those potatoes with the seasoned fries, it'd be killer. It'd be killer. It would yeah. be killer. It would be. Yeah. I love a breakfast burrito every time we're at like a, a Mexican. Like I would almost rather have a breakfast burrito than have another type of burrito. So mm. the whole the whole potato and meat thing is just delicious. What do you, it works what do you, so well. What are your thoughts on Taco Bell breakfast? I loved it when it came out, and I don't think I've had it in like over a year now. Yeah. But like every time I went and got it, my opinion of it went like slightly Down, downhill slightly down. <laughs> yeah 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 so it's i not, mess with the breakfast crunch wraps that's about it yeah it's we not their the, it's not their bread and butter that's for sure so it came out right around the same time that chick-fil-a announced their breakfast so emily and i were like oh yeah let's do both of them and we did them both in the same day both very disappointing for me really yeah, yeah. i just for some reason i just i've never been on the side that wants fried chicken for breakfast oh you're crazy but biscuits I mean, it's essentially like a scone. (laughs) Chick-fil-A, I mean, say what you will about a lot of their um, opinions as a corporate entity. Um, But their only opinion that I ever cared about, when I was working at Disney, Disney employees got a free chicken sandwich every Thursday. Holy shit. Oof, that was good good times. I forgot you worked at Disney. Hell yeah. You forget about it because now we have a podcast where we talk about boobs. Boobs. <laughs> so Beebs. speaking of Chick Fil A, speaking of Chick Fil A, uh, I will say again, despite their political and beliefs and all that stuff, and pretty much overt racism, uh, <laughs> the they do make one hell of a chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich, delicious. Mm-hmm. Although they do make a bold statement saying that they are the original chicken sandwich. That is very bold. Do you think that's true that they were the first people to ever put chicken on bread? No. I'm sure KFC had to have to have that. Okay, no, KFC it? took a long time to catch up with the non-just fried chicken in a bucket crowd. Really? Yeah. KFC's been pretty much late to the game on everything that you would have thought they would have caught on to earlier. But I thought they were like a biscuit chicken kind of thing. I don't no. think they ever sold that. I think people just did that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they sell it now, but what do you, so okay another just to, just to make this fast food conversation even longer beyond chick-fil-a and i don't even know if you put them at the top who in fast food has the best fried chicken sandwich fried chicken sandwich okay uh beyond we're, we're not 
Chick-fil-A's out, right? Chick-fil-A's out. Okay, because I think that's an easy pick. So, yeah. Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. I think that's the popular answer. I don't like spicy food, so I can't agree with you, but uh It's delicious. It is. I think it I think it's uh I gotta I had actually this is a good question. I'll probably have to make the rounds. <laughs> Just go buy a chicken sandwich at every place. Uh, yeah, uh, put it to but the test. I was surprised the other day. Uh, I have recently had, I can't remember if I had the spicy chicken or just their regular chicken sandwich at Wendy's, um, but I remember thinking it was pretty decent. I like their chicken nuggets a lot. I'm, I've always been a proponent uh, and a voter that Wendy's says the best chicken nuggets. They're good. They are very good. Outside but of Chick-fil-A, right, which we could argue is actually we've already, chicken. We've, yeah. already ruled, we've already ruled that out, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But agree. So... Uh, but the other day I was at McDonald's. I'm actually really not a big McDonald's fan. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I don't like their. Um, I don't mind their food. It's fine. But I've never thought it was phenomenal or anything Th- like that. Their breakfast sandwiches are still legit. Yeah, their, for bre- me, so. their breakfast is pretty killer. Um, for the fast food game for sure. Mm-hmm. But I had their, and I can't remember what it's called. It's not their McChicken. It's not their normal. It's like a old fashioned. Their artisan <laughs> chicken sandwich. No. Oh, it's actually their like old style or original style chicken sandwich it's a fried chicken thing and it's just it's almost like a copy of chick-fil-a sandwich it's a fried chicken with just pickles oh okay i haven't seen that and mm. it's uh it was surprisingly it's kind of pricey they they ended up it's like by itself it was like 350 or almost like four dollars or something but uh it was pretty delicious i was surprised mm. at how good it was and i've only had it once so i can't speak to the validity of this story but Continuing a chicken theme, chicken strips at a restaurant. I would argue Dairy Queen chicken Mm. strips. I don't don't go to Dairy Queen. I haven't uh, haven't been there in years. Because they do French fries and they do white bread with butter, but then they give you this delicious white gravy to dip it in. To be fair, and I'm a proponent of anything gravy all the time. It's not really. It's just hot liquid. It's like hot, it doesn't even taste like molten, gravy. It's molten white. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's with hot pepper. white with some pepper. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't. So I don't really order. I'm trying to think. I don't really order chicken tenders all too often. Did you guys know this? And I'm totally stealing this bit from. I, I don't even remember which person uh, where I've seen this before. That there is a difference. Like the words chicken tenders, chicken strips, chicken fingers mean different things. Really. No, Did you know this? No idea. No. So there's like a hierarchy. Like chicken tenders is like a tenderloin that's cut into strips. Chicken strips is any singular strip of any part of the chicken. Okay. And then chicken fingers is basically like the chicken nugget, like the, ground the, up. The fingers mash. Of the yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fingers. Uh, the, the mash the that claw. then they fry. So. Uh, yeah, so there's a very like dip, they mean things, and like according to rules, you you can only say this here and this here. Really, oh. that's interesting. I always I always thought the fingers were uh, the fingers of the employees that actually got <laughs> yeah. in there when they when they were trying to grind up the chicken and, and got caught in the blades. <laughs> if you guys are looking to drink at work but still retain your medical, um, you know, professionality, professionalism, as it were, um, it's it's been in the yeah, professionality. It's been in the negative here, like for a while. It's very, very cold. Yet, the other day, I was still craving iced coffee. And there's nothing to do about that except make some iced coffee. So, I made a bunch of cold brew. And I wasn't going to use, like, like, I've got beans for espresso and stuff. I wasn't going to use that. So, I found this old bag of coffee. It's got to be two years old of these beans. Like, just an open bag, not a canister with a seal. 
of like this French roast stuff, and I smelled it. Smelled stale. The beans were super like dry, but I was like, eh, we'll we'll do it anyway. So I pour all. The, I grind it up. I put all the grinds into jar. I pour the water in it for the cold brew. And at that point, it's normally like black, and you put it in the fridge, and you wait 24 hours, and you're good. It didn't change color. <laughs> like, it was still just water with just coffee bits floating in it. Um, and I was like, okay. I kind of thought it would be like a Crystal Pepsi situation where I would make clear coffee and make billions and of dollars. brag about it, yeah. Yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, it did end up changing color. It just took a while to do it. And uh, it does not taste... It tastes like whiskey. Like just cold. It doesn't have the burn, obviously, but it's just like the flavor is not coffee. It's whiskey. And uh, it's not unpleasant. I just <laughs> like taking it to work and like looking over my shoulder and being like, ooh, ooh. no one knows. <laughs> no one knows that this tastes like whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else feel super warm inside right now? Mm. You're drinking coffee, right? Am I? Mm. They're like, Tony, it sounds like there's ice in that. It's negative three degrees and the heater isn't working. And I'm like, I'll never tell. <laughs> never tell. Surpri- yeah, I'm surprised Crystal Pepsi never took off. <laughs> By the uh, way. It's too- Have you ever had it? No. I had it when they brought it back. It just, to be fair, I don't really drink many brown sodas anymore. I think that's the oldest I've ever sounded. I don't really drink brown soda. <laughs> brown soda. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's weird. It, I guess it tastes like Pepsi. To me, it's just so sweet because you don't expect that level of sweetness. Really? It's like when you're to drink blindfolded and they're like, here's a drink, and you don't know what it is. Like, Coke and Pepsi are way sweeter than anyone gives them credit for until you don't know you're drinking them. And then you're like, oh, my God, this is syrup. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I drink. Mean, uh, I've, I've actually really gotten away from, also from pop. Also, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag that LaCroix life. Hi, oh, also... I know you got we got we got some Midwestern boys here. Uh, pop, do you guys say pop or soda? I had this conversation at work the other day. I say I I've never really given it much thought until I moved down here to Quincy. Okay, um, because I, I think I just use them interchangeably. I sure. can't say pop anymore. People call me out if yeah, I do. Yeah, um, like I'm a weirdo, so that, I have to say soda. That's what happens. That's what happened at work because I say I'm 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 a hundred percent pop. Me too. I, don't, okay. I don't really say soda ever, uh, so I get. I definitely out. don't say soda pop. What the fuck is that? Well, yeah, that's yeah, we're not in 1948. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I uh, I got called out, and uh, they were like, they all say soda. Learned an interesting tidbit that I didn't know. I mm. guess down south in certain places, everyone yes. calls it Coke. Everything is Coke. Everything doesn't is matter Coke. what. It's true. Doesn't matter what There's... pop you're talking about. It's Coke. There's Coke. white Coke and orange Coke. Yep. In Mexico, that's the way it is. You're like, would you like a Coke, sir? And they, they literally mean, do you want like a, do you want a pop? And you're like, uh, no, I'll have a Sprite. They're like, oh, one Coke coming up. <laughs> Who's going to Mexico and ordering anything but tequila? 